Hey there, I'm Edwina Kennedy, registered pediatric dietitian and mom of two, and this is the My Little Eater podcast. Each week, I'll be dishing out all the best info on feeding and nutrition for your baby and toddler, answering all of your what do I do when scenarios, and helping you gain complete confidence in not only feeding your child, but in parenting as well. Every episode is filled with actionable and proven feeding strategies delivered by a mama and a feeding expert who's been there and done that. I hold your hand and take you step-by-step through all stages of feeding while showing you how to implement what I teach you so that you can raise a happy and healthy little eater of your own. Let's do this. Hello, hello. We are back with another episode, and today I'm excited to bring on a very special guest. Her name is Myla Lean Weber. She is a certified parent coach. She has a master's in education. She's a parent educator, and of course, she is, most importantly, a mom herself. And what she does is she helps parents day-to-day of young children feel equipped to handle any challenge and have sustainable and positive changes in their parenting and in their lives. So I thought she was the perfect person to come in and chat with me a little bit about how to stand in our confidence as parents. How do we really gain that confidence to do what we feel is best? How do we even know what's best? How to, you know, execute, you know, different things, uh, maybe some boundary settings and different things like that with our toddlers, with our young children, and do it in a way that we can feel good about it and we can feel like we know what we're doing. So I really hope that you learn a lot of information. I hope that you find this interview helpful and let's just dive right in. Hey, Myla, how are you? I'm so good. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you. I, Myla, like for anybody who doesn't know, I might as well just explain. I met you only like virtually. So we haven't even really met in person, but I feel like I know you really well. And we got introduced from our mutual friend, Danica. Shout out to Danica. And, uh, and anyway, since I met you and since I spoke to you, I suppose I should say, I feel like we're like kindred spirits and we, we have so many things in common. And anyway, I'm really excited to talk to you about what we're going to dive into today, which is um, standing in your confidence as a parent. So before we actually get there, I'm hoping that you can just tell everybody a little bit about yourself and how you got to doing what you're doing. Sure. So I'm Myla and I'm a PCI certified parent coach and parent educator. And I also am a former kindergarten teacher who has my master's of education. And most importantly, I'm also a mom. So (laughs) I, when I was teaching, I really saw that the parents really needed support. I would have parents come in for parent teacher interviews and I would say, you know, this is what I'm noticing with your child. And I would ask, so what do you do with that at home? And they go, I don't know. Can you help me? (laughs) So when I had my first daughter, I realized, oh my goodness, there's this need for parents to get support. What can I do? And I found the PCI um, program, which is a year long master's coaching program. Um, uh, That's a master's level coaching program. And so I did that program and fell in love with coaching because it's just so beneficial for parents, this sort of idea of moving forward, concrete, practical, how do I move through this challenge and have less parenting challenges and more of what I want. Oh my God. Okay. That's, that's awesome. I, um, it's funny. I didn't even really know what parent coaching was up until I think maybe like a year ago or something like that. Like I, it was so recent. And when I saw your stuff and I saw your website, like I went through your website and just some of the blog posts, I was like, this is so, so helpful. Like I find it's 
really practical advice and it's, it is kind of close to home. I feel like where you have your kids, you're a parent, you go through it. You're really good at kind of motivating and, and being really understanding too at the same time with what parents are going through and kind of that whole empathy piece. And anyway, so I love that. I love parent coaching in general. Now, one of the things, like I said, with the topic that we are going to dive into today, the thing that I want to talk to you about came originally from, I think, a blog post or an Instagram post or something that you had put out, I think. And I know it was like super resonating. Basically, you told me or you said <laughs> you told Instagram or wherever it was, it felt like you were telling me, stand in your confidence, um, you know, as it relates to parenting. And that phrase was, I don't know, it really resonated with me. I felt like it, it, it explained what you were trying to say in a totally different way rather than just saying, be confident or I don't know what, just standing in your confidence to me, it almost felt like being confident in your confidence or being convinced yes. of yourself. So I was hoping you could maybe explain a little bit more of what that means and how you use that phrase um, when it comes to helping parents accomplish their goals. Um, well, I love that you loved it. <laughs> Language is really important to me. I think that it's a really important parenting strategy to reframe things and use specific language like standing your confidence um, or loving boundaries is another one that I say that helps sort of reframe ideas. So I, I like what you said that it, it's we're convinced of our confidence and I think of it as trust. So we're, we trust in our parenting ability in this sort of big picture way that we trust we are raising great adults. And this is not about coming from perfection. This is about modeling, fixing our mistakes and making good choices for our children, our individual children, not the right choice, but good choices. And that's, I think, where we can kind of stand in our confidence. It's not the right thing to do or the thing we're supposed to do or should my least favorite word ever that we're, we should do but it's a good choice for that situation and our environment and our child and as all of those pieces as individual and unique things okay i love that because i think that's where a lot of us get hung up is especially nowadays where there's a right way to do everything, it seems like. And we're so bombarded with like the information that we see online from experts, like left, right, and center. It's like, you should do this, you should do that. And some, you know, some of the things even conflict and then parents feel yeah. this like confusion <laughs> and overwhelm. And then I think that really, really kind of dampers any confidence we may have originally had. It like puts a big damper oh, so on true. it. Right? So, so true. I, like, I like that you said that and are stressing the point that, you know, every family is different. Every child's needs different. Every parent's needs different. And so doing what you, you know, what's right for you and being confident in that is kind of where our mindset needs to be versus what somebody else, you know, says is the right thing. For sure. And, and you know, your children, like you are the expert on your children. And so how could a parenting quote unquote expert tell you what to do with your child and it be effective? you know, right off the bat. It doesn't mean we don't have an openness and a willingness to try new things, you know, if things are, aren't going well for us. That's not what I'm saying. But I think that for sure parents, um, you know, and Instagram maybe propagates that too, have this, this should, which creates mom guilt and which creates lack of confidence. And I'm not really now sure what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So, do you have any like practical tips that you can give to my listeners um, that can help them maybe display some confidence in their day-to-day -day, like dealings with, with their child? 
Totally. <laughs> so, and that is actually what I feel like I do. I'm, you know, you're always kind of fleshing out, okay, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? And I have eight years of post-secondary um, education in the field of parenting and child development. And so I'm reading the textbooks, I'm reading these experts, and what I'm doing is translating it into these practical tips for parents, because it's great to know why that parenting strategy works, but if you can't really pin down what the parenting strategy means, then it doesn't even matter. <laughs> so I love that you asked this question. Um, so my first tip is to think about something that you are really confident in. So everybody has this. Um, it might be your job. It might be a part of your job. It might be your relationships, like your friendships, your marriage, it might be organization or finances. And think, why do you feel so confident in that area? Why, why is that easeful for you? And often, because this is a process I, I go through with clients, often the things are that they get feedback that they're good at it, confirmation that they're good at it. They have experience. They've been doing it for a while. Um, they're calm when they're doing it. <laughs> they can have small setbacks. This is a huge one for me. They can have small setbacks, but they have this overall sense of, I'm good at this. So it's just a small setback. Um, so that is one thing that you can do is think about something that you're, you're, you know, you're confident in and think about those skills that I just talked about. I think you can see where I'm going with this. How can that translate to parenting? So we're all experienced at parenting. <laughs> We've been doing it, you know, even if you've only been doing it two months, two months is a long time to be doing something. We do get feedback because there are wonderful things that our children display that mirror back to us these amazing abilities to be compassionate or kind or loving or silly or fun. And that also we can think of this big picture, like it felt like sleep would never come and then it comes, right? So we can get so caught in the moment, but if we cast our gaze big. Um, so that is what I would like to highlight for my second tip is to think big picture. So I call it casting your gaze and that this loving boundary to hold in the moment might be so challenging. Remember, I am a parent. I know it is not always easy, but when we cast our gaze to the big picture, we can be confident in our choice that we're doing the right thing for our child to hold that loving boundary. The next thing is to notice our fear. So why are we, um, what are we scared of? <laughs> So what, what is kind of making us on the flip side, what is this making us feel a lack of confidence? Um, and often we can be scared of their reactions like tantrums because uh, they are, uh, I have a two-year-old, <laughs> they are loud, they're intense, but if we can address like, oh, I'm, I'm just scared that they're going to have a really loud reaction, but that's just actually just going to be it for a moment in time and then they're going to be through it and we know that they're safe, that maybe we can create more space for them to have that reaction and we're less fearful. We're less trying to make it stop, make it stop, <laughs> which is totally our instinct. And also confidence comes, I will talk a little bit about what you can do in the moment, but it comes beforehand actually from self-care. Oh. So when we take care of ourselves and our, our, we are full, we have our own oxygen mask on first, right? Then we can put on our child's oxygen mask for the, from the analogy of the airplane. So when we take care of ourselves, we can more confidently hold space for hard feelings um, and, you know, big things to happen. So in the moment, um, to help with your confidence, having that mantra of focusing on the big picture. 
like thinking, I know this might be challenging now, but really what am I trying to do? Am I trying to have my child have beliefs of healthy eating? Mm-hmm. You know, it's easier to just give them the ice cream right then. I get it. <laughs> but if we think big picture, what do we want? Do we want our child to also think, um, when I'm feeling sad, I eat sweet things, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So we think big picture and that can help us in the moment be confident. Also, I really love scripts. I think they really help build that confidence and bridge that confidence. And I actually have a freebie tantrum script on my website. If anyone's interested that it's, it's a process for big feelings. So it just takes you through how you can help your child with big feelings. And that I've had parents hang it up on their fridge and then they just walk over to their fridge and they read it. And it gives you confidence because you're, you think I know what to say right now. I'm going to read this script. And then another big tip is support from other parents. So in the moment, if you feel a lack of confidence in our house, we call this parent A, parent B, and you just know you can't be parent A right now. You cannot hold a loving boundary. You're exhausted. You just want to give in. I say to my husband, you're parent A right now, babe. (laughs) And parent B maybe like does the dishes or cleans up. It's not like I go on vacation, but it's just, listen, I need you to step up as, as the confident leader right now. I just don't have it in me in this moment. So I, all of those tips are super important, but my number one tips for sort of building confidence as a parent is to look for the evidence that you are being confident and that will affirm this belief. Oh, right. I'm a confident parent. So it might be your child asks for another, an extra popsicle after already having one. And you, instead of going, oh, I don't know, it'd just be easier. Oh my gosh, they're going to scream. You say no. Um, you notice that you highlight for yourself, Hey, it would have been easier to not be confident in that moment, but I was, and they had totally had a hot, giant tantrum. Don't get me wrong here. It's not like they'll always just accept it. But I, I, I stuck to my guns. I stood in my ground. I stood in my confidence. I said, mm-hmm. no, I meant no. And then it was over. I can't, I am capable of being a confident parent. And the more we can find, collect those pieces of evidence that we are confident, the more we will believe that we're confident. Wow. That's a, that's like a really enlightening point right there. I, it's kind of like, I mean, I suppose for me, if I was related to what I teach, I, I always try and get parents to think of their feeding wins. Like you may have seen this as well on Instagram, like every totally. single week. I don't care how small of a thing or how insignificant it might feel to you. You're doing a great job. You just have to find those feeding wins, whatever those wins might be. And it doesn't necessarily mean your toddler or your baby is all of a sudden eating everything under the sun and everything's perfect. And I like what you said, like, you know, your toddler might have a tantrum and that's okay. That's not really an indication of whether or not you were confident in what you did. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's not a determinant. They're totally two separate things. I love that. But just going back to like, finding those moments, finding that proof and using that to almost fuel more confidence going forward is going to help you get, get, you know, make this easier for you and get better at it over time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, and this is, you know, the neurons that fire together, wire together. Like this has actually been studied that the more we focus on something, the more our brain easily sees those somethings. Mm. So this is what we're kind of talking about is positive psychology, which is the basis of my coaching practice. And, but, and just, I, yeah, I love that you do feeding wins. I totally have always noticed that (laughs) because that's what we want to do is we want to highlight those things and we can use that strategy with tantrums too. So our child, we say no. 
and they accept no a little less loudly than maybe last time. And we say, hey, buddy, did you notice? You did not throw yourself on the floor this time. Um, how did you do that? And we highlight it for them, even if, as long as they're older than six months, they've started to gain that receptive language. So they're going to, even if they go, I don't know, I would say to parents, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they have an enlightened response. You've done the work of highlighting for their brain. You are capable. You are capable of feeling a big feeling and choosing to channel it in a different way. Yeah. I have a question for you. Do you have, I guess, any tips or would you say there's a specific way to deliver these messages to your toddler or your child of any age, I suppose, in the way you say it, in your tone of voice, in like just your communication style, is it really just dependent on who you are as a person and your child and what they respond to? Or is there a way that makes it easier to convey this confidence through your mannerism? Um, yeah, it's, it's so individual, I think, is, is going to be my answer. So I wish, sometimes I, I hear people's questions and I know they just want that little tied up in a bow answer. <laughs> and I yeah. wish I could always offer those. But um, personality is going to have a big, is going to be a big component. Perfect case, I'm sure your sons are different. My Dahutudu daughters are so different. My eldest um, is just really level-headed and really calm. And my youngest is a firecracker. Mm. And so the confident me being confident with my eldest it looks different mm. than it does with my my youngest needs different things from me to feel that i am the confident leader and what my youngest needs from me is repeated no's you know and you know i hear your feelings um but it's still no where my eldest i can just say uh no but i'm open to conversations and right. that's good for her <laughs> because she can process it a little bit differently. I do. Th I, I mean, there's a lot of talk about should and no on, you know, in the parenting world and should we say no or should we not say no. I'm in the camp that we shouldn't tell parents to say something or not say something because then they're going to have guilt because they'll have probably yeah. said it, <laughs> but we can in invite different language. So I do say no. Um, I don't believe that no is a bad word. And I always just acknowledge the feelings and that can help me stay confident is, oh, I'm seeking the need behind the behavior. I think, I mean, confidence and calm go together. Mm -hmm. So the way that you get calm is going to be individual, that self-care piece that I was just talking about. But also actually when we get curious, our limbic system calms down, which is so fascinating. Okay. Um, so when we ask a question and get curious, like, I, I see you not wanting to come to the dinner table right now. Is it because you're not done playing and you're feeling disappointed play is over? And then I always like to add, am I getting that right? Yes. So we invite the child into conversation or to go into their brains too and say, oh, is she getting that right? Do I feel disappointed that it's dinner time and I'm not ready and I'm not done playing? And then we also are, are taking a curious stance, which brings our, us down so our children can hear our words and not our emotions. Mm -hmm. I hope I answered your question. In you there. did. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, my mind's reeling right now because inside of my Feeding Toddlers course, I, I do the same thing. I think scripts are wonderful. Parents are like, give me more, please. <laughs> and so I do have different scripts that you can use for, you know, different scenarios that you might experience at the dinner table. So 
your toddler immediately looks at something and says, I don't like that. Okay. How do you respond to that? Or they say like, I'm done. And they've taken one bite. How do you respond to that? So Mm. I do think that's helpful. But one of the things I've always told parents, and it's actually kind of the mantra that I teach in the course is the three C's that I kind of made up. I don't know. It worked for me, which, um, and, and a lot of my clients, which is be clear, be really clear and like very, you know, obvious, not, yeah, obvious kind of, but what you're asking and what you're Mm. saying, be concise because I found the more we ramble and get into all this, like this almost opportunity to get off track or start to be swayed or whatever it is, it just, it's, it's kind of leads us in the wrong direction. So I'm like, just be concise. Like this is our meal for tonight. It's chicken and it's broccoli and it's rice and that's it. But also being compassionate. So kind of what you Mm. said, like understanding, like, Pete, he's not happy. And so I like what you just said, like, am I getting that right? Like, it seems like you don't, you know, you, you don't feel like having broccoli tonight for supper. Am I getting that right? So I'm just kind of thinking of things that I could even add to my course and just, some <laughs> tips. and I'm thinking maybe I should add that third or fourth C be calm because mm. that's the other thing. It's that fine balance between, you know, you're, you're confident in what you're saying. So you kind of have this firm, um, air about, you know, what you're saying, it's not wavering in any way, but you're calm about it. So a lot of times I think if you're not experienced with it or confident about saying something, you might almost think you have to come down harshly or say it like, you know, again, no, this is supper, you know, and it's almost coming more from a place of anger or power versus Mm. just like, it is what it is. And just explaining those loving boundaries that you talk about. Totally. And, and I mean, I, you, we have t- discussed, we both really like the scripts, but I think that um, how you say it is important for sure. And how, and that's why am I getting it right? How it lands with your child. Like we could, you know, you might have a script and then you use it, but does your child receive it as an ultimatum or a punishment? because of your tone or your approach or your timing and those sorts of things. And that's why there's this individual relationship that's happening for sure too. I love that you said be concise too. I have a blog post about boys and that's one of my, even though I have two girls, I'm very fascinated about boys and how they're different and processed differently. And one thing is that they often cannot hear so much talking and their moms talk a lot. (laughs) And so you'll see dad be like, (laughs) yeah, dad will be like, here are your blue shoes. And that's all those. And mom will be like, which choice would you like today? Would you like your Velcro <laughs> shoes or your, da, 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 you know, and, and they're like, how come dad just gets results? <laughs> so we, uh, we just have to sometimes check ourselves about that being precise. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, good. I'm glad that I'm, <laughs> I'm on track with that. And then I guess for me to wrap it up, I guess is my final tip, but I'd like to hear what you think about this again. So another area where I might feel parents are really, really feeling not confident about feeding is when it comes to, let's say, moving their baby, what I call the texture timeline, texture timeline, I should say. So moving them along, progressing in textures, you know, they experience gagging and then they halt and they stop and they're like, I can't do it. This is scary. This is not comfortable. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can respond accordingly, you know, and even if they have this is the thing, a lot of the education around it. So, you know, first tip I always say is, well, let's just start understanding what is a gag and what is a choke and are they really choking? Are they really gagging? You know, let's like bring some facts around this situation. And even then sometimes it's still really debilitating. For me, my advice is always, look, 
at least from how I've experienced parenting and just life in general, confidence comes from doing. So a lot of the times we sometimes think like, I'm going to wake up one day and I'm going to feel confident around this. Like I'm going to be able to do this and I'm going to just, you know, it's just going to be in me. And what I like to tell parents is, you know what, start small, like definitely break it down in small steps, but do something like make one little move forward, act in some way so that you can start to build that confidence through experience. And again, maybe that feedback mechanism of like, I did do this. Oh my God, that's really great. I'm confirming. I think you said like, um, confirming your confidence, right? That you're doing things right. So how do you feel about that? Yeah, I love that. I love that. I mean, I always say deep transformation, you know, real true transformation is slow. You know, we're, we're such in that quick fix society that is so, we're all forgiven for thinking that way because it looks like you just take a pill and you lose weight and, you know, so, but actual deep transformation is really slow. And that's what the positive psychology does when we reflect back and go, what were the wins? What were the changes? Is it helps us see the transformation So, because sometimes we do kind of wake up and go, oh, I guess my baby isn't a picky eater anymore. Or, oh, they do sleep through the night all of a sudden. Because with kids, we get to see development. You know, it changes quite quickly, actually. But if we were doing positive psychology or, you know, mapping our wins with you, we would see that that was a progressive thing and that it amounted to a big change. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's one of the, you know, (laughs) those cliches, like the small changes make the big change and stuff. But the thing is, cliches are true. <laughs> I know. My husband thinks I'm the cheesiest person because I'm always saying quotes like that to my to my boys. And he's like, really? Like, you can't think of anything more original. I'm like, but it's so true. <laughs> I know. And the, I mean, and really, it's so true. And you have to experience to believe in the truth. Mm-hmm. Right? That is the thing. And so once you experience trying to be confident and holding the space for no, then it's easy to do it more. I actually have a quick story about a client that came to me specifically for confidence. And she was dropping her daughter off at daycare and her daughter said, oh, when you pick me up, can you take me to the park and we'll go get a treat? And normally she would have just said, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Mm. Even though she knew today would not work. It was like a crazy day. There was trading of kids and jobs and grandparents involved and all this stuff. She normally would have just postponed it. All day she would have thought, oh my goodness, she's going to keep asking me when I get there, what am I going to say? How am I going to deal with this? Maybe we could just go for a quick ice cream, even though it's going to mess up dinner time and bedtime. And she would have just given us all all this energy. And after working together for a few sessions, she said to the child, no, not today. (laughs) And her child, and this is not always the case, but her child went, oh, okay. And sometimes they do accept the no when we're confident and all of the energy she saved from being confident was so empowering for her that moving forward, she just was so much more able to say no because she knew that the return on investment of even if there had been a a big tantrum in the moment and that energy, it would have taken energy. But the return on the investment of saying no in that moment meant that all day she was free and clear to think about what she wanted to and not about how to handle this in the afternoon. So I just wanted to share it because I felt like um, it could be helpful to your listeners for sure um, to hear that story about the, re- the, the another way to be confident, right, is to know that this is going to also benefit you. 
Oh, yes. If that's not motivation, then I don't know what is. That's a really great story to end on, Myla. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I, um, if it's okay with you, Myla, I'm going to share your freebie tantrum scripts that you have on your website. I'll just put it in the show notes so that people can actually get linked to it and then download it straight from there as well. So if you guys are interested in this topic, you really enjoyed this podcast, please go and download that and check out Myla's website. Myla, can you just let us know how we can reach you, uh, what your website is, and also maybe any social media handles? For sure. So my website is www.parentcoaching.ca because I'm also in Canada. (laughs) Um, And my Instagram is parent underscore coaching at my Instagram handle. And Instagram is a great way to be in touch with me. I do post parenting tip posts. And then in my IG stories, I'm always adding examples and um, beefing things up. And I do also have a program that I'm working on, um, depending on when this podcast is released, it might already be released. <laughs> so you can follow me on Instagram to hear more information about that. And staying in touch with me. So exciting. Okay. Thank you so much for your time, Myla. Have a good day. Thanks. You too.